Hello, I'm Anthony. And I'm Josh. Welcome to another episode of 52 and 52, a podcast where we watch at least one movie a week and do an episode about it. So today's episode is about a kind of controversial new movie that just came out by Nicholas Winding Refn. Uh, it's called The Neon Demon. He is probably most popular among, um, you know, um, among the public for Drive, which was sort of like an indie low-key movie that came out what, like five years ago, 2011 maybe? Yeah, I mean, it, but like it was a hit by his standards sure. for yeah, the yeah, movies yeah. he's done. So like it was indie, but like it ended yeah, up like. He's, but he's made some movies, but that's out. definitely his most like public movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and so the Neon Demon is his second movie since Drive, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, it stars Abby Lee, El Fanning, Fanning uh, Bella Heathcote. Yeah, Bella Heathcote. Keanu Reeves. Kind of Keanu Reeves, kind of <laughs> Christina Hendricks. Uh, those yeah. aren't spoilers. They're on the, they're on the billing. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't even know where to start. Like I was, you know, I, I saw the movie and then I went to trivia with our friends, which we do every Tuesday or whatever. And they were like, Hey, like, what was the movie about? And <laughs> I said, um, <laughs> said I don't know. I, I think it's about models, and but like it's not about models, but it's kind of about models. And I was like, I can't really tell you without spoiling you. I don't know if you have a kind of non-spoiler description of the movie, Josh. But just to let everybody know, we will be doing like a non-spoiler and then spoiler section, just because there's sort of a lot going on in the movie. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Do you have like a way to describe it without spoiling it? Well, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a really good trailer that got us excited for the movie. And it's about, I mean, the trailer makes it look like it's a, um, a model, a, a movie about the high fashion world and model modeling in the high fashion world. And what, what, what can go wrong with that when people get way too competitive, which was the movie I thought I was going into. And I want to interrupt um, you for a second, which yes. totally makes sense given the California LA like lifestyle and portrayal that he, he used in drive. It's like okay, I can believe that this is the kind of movie he's talking about. So carry on. Yeah, so I mean that, that's what it is, and then I think it. Uh, and I, I absolutely really love the part of the movie that was that, and then it just it turns into something <laughs> so else, minutes. which is no, no, no. I think it's that for a, long, a, a much longer than that, but it, it definitely it definitely turns into something else that I think becomes more just about a little more specifically about the competitive nature of what women can do to each other more so than what the uh, fa- what the pressures of the fashion world can do to them and i don't i don't really want to get too more specific about the back half of the movie yeah. but i think that's kind of what it, it it tries to get at some and it tries to deal a lot with the um, beauty and what it means to different people and what they will do to and the length they will go to attain it in various different types of ways and i mean various different <laughs> types of ways and the but I mean the the point of entry character is Jesse who's played by Elle Fanning and I really think she's great and I, I, I I've seen and I've seen a lot of different um, takes on her performance but she she plays a 16 year old runaway from Georgia and the Fannings are from Georgia so I guess that's why they did that because she has a little bit of a natural Southern accent I suppose and they. And she she runs away. She she knows she's pretty, so she figures, I guess I'll run away to Los Angeles and be a model. And she's kind of making her way there through the CD underworld of Los Angeles, trying to kind of figure out her way to to break into that. And uh, she's staying at a crappy motel. She's like having to use sketchy amateur photographers to try and get her break in. And she meets up with the um, agency that Christina Hendricks works at, which is a really good cameo by her. I wish that had been a 
bigger character. Part, like, yeah. cause I, I, I wanted the movie that was set in that world to be more of the movie than it was. And it would have yeah. been cool if she had had more than just the glorified cameo she did. Cause it makes yeah. a lot of sense for her to play parts like that, I think. And, um, and yeah, I mean, she, she because of because of we're, we're told th- throughout that I mean, she has a pretty um, an air about her that makes her kind of special compared to the other models. And I think the reaction that the other models have to her is kind of where the movie takes off from that point going forth. And I really, I really did like her character a lot. Like I thought, I, I while at times maybe it seemed like she was uh, the the dialogue might have been a little on the nose to get to where her character wanted to be, where she's talking about how she had always been told she was beautiful and um, how she became aware of it and where she's get, getting at in the, in just what, 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 what she's going through in her career. But I totally like bought her and how she was confident in some settings, but just tentative in others. And she did a lot of impressive acting. I thought like with her face and how she was having to react to stuff because a lot of it is just people talking at her talking about what she is and i think that's a really hard role to play where i think so much of what she's relying on is people trying to describe her and just how beautiful she is and i think that's just a weird part to have to play to have to respond to people saying stuff like that about you and i thought that i i kind of understood what was going across her face at various different situations she was put in and i really appreciated that and i liked seeing the, her being thrown in and like having to see the lives the other models were leading. There's a, I, I thought that first bathroom scene was really good. Um, yeah, it was decent. Where, I, I, that was one of the better scenes, I think. Where it's like you, you don't know if she's just trying to be a bitch or she or she's totally clueless because the other models there are kind of leaning towards the former, where it's probably a little more of the latter because she doesn't know how to react to these people. Which she, I think, it's interesting because it's like. They keep telling you that oh she she she's special she has something about her and they keep saying that but you don't really know what it means but I think it's interesting that it's like all these other models are very wrapped up in their own insecurities and she's just so new and she doesn't know anything other than the fact that like people have told her she's pretty and she she knows that much and because she doesn't really worry about much else besides that it does kind of set her apart from everyone else who's just like cutthroat and at each other's throats and really worried about everyone else but themselves where she can just kind of focus on herself. So I, I kind of bought that that was something that set her apart from everyone else. And I enjoyed just the idea of it being a story about how someone like that might um, progress through the fashion industry. And that's not to say I didn't need some of the horror. I, 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 I couldn't, you couldn't have had that movie with some of the other horror aspects that kind of came in later on. But I thought it like just went way too weird. And I, we haven't seen, like we said, we haven't seen a lot of the, the Nicholas Winding Refn movies other than Drive. And so I, I get the shock value of some of what he goes for in his stuff. But like I think the second half of the movie, which I don't want to talk about too specifically right now, takes it in like a direction that was a little too extreme for what I was ready for. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. You said a lot, so I'm trying to, trying to process it. Yeah, sorry, I, I ran. But it's all good. Um, yeah, I don't know. She was, I think she was fine. I think, I don't know. I, th- I feel like they were all fine, except that just like the script was just kind of lifeless. And it's just sort of disjointed because you, you were making the points of like, oh, I think I would rather have seen like this part of the story and this whatever. And, and I agree. Like, I was just thinking about it when you said that, that I almost wish that her like mentor person ish throughout the movie was the Christina Hendricks character instead of the Jenna Malone character because. I mean, while I understand that that's the end and that's sort of how we get to the end and and all that, it's just, I don't know. I just didn't necessarily care for it. And I mean, she was fine and I bought her character, especially the beginning and and the lack of the sort of like ignorant uh, bliss of it and 
the lack of insecurity sort of, and then, and then progressing forward, just like kind of the transformation of, of that to confidence and sort of stepping up and being this like mature ish person and sort of understanding like who she is and how she fits into the world more. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it just, I don't know, like you said, there's, there are points where what, like what happens near the end or later on in the movie is just so pointed with the dialogue but at the same time, outside of the dialogue, we don't really get any like clues or it doesn't like lead. It, I just feel like it doesn't lead to where it goes. It just sort of things happen and then this shit at the end happens and then it's just like, okay. okay. And um, I mean, I, I, it, the thing is like I can sort of get each character's motivation for it. I just think it was kind of shitty, honestly. <laughs> I mean – I don't, but you don't want them to telegraph stuff too much at the no, same time. No, I don't want them to telegraph stuff. But if it's like, if it's like, okay, there's a monster at, the, uh, there's not a monster at the end of the movie, right? Say there's like a monster at the end of the movie, and it's like Bigfoot, and everyone's like talking about Bigfoot and monsters throughout the movie. Like, okay, like I don't always want to know like what it is. Like something like we talked about Cloverfield before. We don't exactly know what's going on, but like the suspense of stuff going on is so intriguing and then like the end of the first Cloverfield there's a monster whatever it's cool it's great this movie there's just like so much like eeriness and like I think part of what you're asking my part of it was the the first scene the the scene after uh, she makes a really good impression on casting director and then she walks into the bathroom yeah. and sees the yeah. Abby Lee character I think that's kind of the kind of that's kind of what you're talking about is like you're you see like there's something much more darker going on with these other models at that point and you don't know what it is but I think that's the first point at which it does kind of hint that like some darker shit is to come yeah well here's the thing is the I think my problem is the darker like stuff that happens yeah. Like, the movie is so focused on Jessie and her sort of, like, struggle, and they have these, like, weird scenes with triangles and her inner self versus her outer self and, and yeah, all I wasn't that a fan and being that. confident like, I guess- and, like, and vi- like, that's cool. But then the problem for me is, like, you have these scenes, but none of those scenes are really about the, the other people where the, where the conflict happens later on. It's, about, it's more about her. Yeah, so, and, then, but- when, so then when, the, when like, the whole thing changes, I just don't – I don't really care. Yeah, I mean, like, I, but – I mean, I, I I get why some of that stuff might have not connected for you. For me, I I I felt like I felt like it was something. It was set up for something, and I just didn't think it was set up for that. It was more my problem. Yeah, that's like, what I'm that's what I'm saying. And like, I mean, like I, I I but like I don't think they did it. I, I get what you're saying, and like, and I guess we're not really disagreeing because I I just probably enjoyed the first half more than you, and the the script didn't bother me as much because I feel like one with the Abby Lee character, like we're seeing exactly how threatened she is by Jesse for sure, and that's that comes across for sure. So we know that like she might because like we went into it knowing it was a horror. Do you agree with me that that wasn't really a horror? I mean, no, because that that was the other thing I was I was beginning to talk about is like the essence of each scene and each moment is so eerie with this either music or just straight silence, right? And then there's like these kind of like rapey vibes going on and shit. And then it's just like n- all of that just seems so like disconnected from what the end of like what the movie is about ends up happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's it's why, just like, like it, it just bothers me because it's not that I didn't enjoy it during the first half while I was watching it. But then like when I get to the end, I'm like, oh, it's just uh, yeah, it's no, I, de- I definitely thought it was something more subtle because like I wanted a story about the girl that goes through and like definitely has something special about her. 
but it has to overcome a lot because like you're just a 16 year old moving to LA and like there's a seedy part of LA. Like I think, and he, 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 that was part of LA. We hung out a little bit in, in drive Two and other movies, uh, like night, like, night, night crawler too. And night crawler. And that, yeah, that was LA. Well, night crawler ends up going into the nice parts of LA or like, or like, Parts of True Detective season two, stuff like sure, that. Yeah. It's like, a, yeah. it's like, a, like I guess you can go in and out of the nice parts, and I guess this this one does that too. Um, but uh, like, I, I, like she's having to navigate that, and that's why, in theory, like that, it's not a bad thing that you have a character like that Keanu Reeves guy. But I don't know if Keanu was the guy to do that, or um, I someone said they should have had like he because he, he did a, his last two movies with Ryan Gosling. Like that should have been Ryan Gosling, and like I, I, I think don't Keanu if, was a better cast than Gosling for that part. Yeah, like, I mean, like I don't, I, I just don't know if I could have seen Gosling getting that seedy, no. uh, even though like maybe the way he looks in the back half of, in, the, in the present day part of Blue Valentine. Time, but other than that, like I can't imagine him being creepy enough for that role. I think it needed and, an older dude too. Yeah, Keanu's, Keanu's fifty now. That was like the most underwritten part. Like they just had him there at weird points, yelling weird shit, and like that could have been a better written character that like just creeped her out and inst- and like he he did creep her out, but it was just kind of weird because he never strung together more than like three words at a time. It felt like. Um, but like, I, I like the idea of her having to hang out in weird places and have to deal with that while at the same time, like ascending in her model career. And, um, I, I mentioned the scene in the bathroom and then like you constantly see throughout with the, um, Bella Heathcote character talking about her plastic surgery and stuff. So, and how like she's jealous cause Jesse's just naturally pretty. Yeah. And I, th- I feel like they definitely set something up for them to, um, want to do something bad to her. Feud even is a good word. Or, or just, yeah, have some kind of feud that could have escalated then into something bloody. Cause most people knew going in that like there is blood, like it's right on the poster. It's on the poster yeah. for the movie. So it's not a spoiler to say that, but like, I just don't, there was definitely like the, gr- the groundwork, but like, I don't think the, like the house, like it was the house was the house that ended up being built was like on a different, would have matched better with a different foundation. I think yeah. is what we found. It's just like I, I enjoyed it so much that I was hoping it would have, I enjoyed that first half so much that I was hoping it would lead to something different. I thought all the performances were good and it just like, it, it went in another, another, it, it went too far out from what I was hoping it would go to. And I guess that's part of, he wants to go for shock value and, I get that, but like, I don't know if that's the best way to get there. Is what I would yeah, say. Yeah, and and I don't know. Maybe part of it is on our expectations, or of like we both have said on this podcast, like this is what I would have wanted, or this is what I was expecting, whatever. And sure, that's partly on us, but it's also partly on just like the trailer, I guess, and sort of his past a little bit because Drive at least like logically follows like yeah, and a Drive path, has the- and it has shock value and okay, it's- that, uh, yeah, Drive has the elevator scene, which is like great and it's shot well, but yeah. it doesn't. I, I thought that was such a good scene in Drive because, like, the Gosling character, while, like, he's magnetic in that movie despite not doing much, it's, like, part of the appeal of that performance is, like, you know there's, like, something else beneath that guy that's violent at yeah. the same time, even though he's not yeah. showing it. Like, you know it's there, and then all of a sudden it erupts, and it felt like that elevator scene was, like, a perfect, like, endpoint for, like, what we were expecting out of that character, whereas here it just didn't it should have been more subtle i thought based on what we had seen earlier in the movie yeah and it ends up be just being less jesse centric than the rest of the movie so it kind of detaches itself from like mm-hmm. uh i don't know just the expectations that it that it built up during the did, during the movie did you think that uh before we get to the spoiler section because we've been talking around it a lot but i think we've done an okay job of doing that and while sharing our thoughts but do you think that it it's a lot of the critics are like really down on it for being like misogynistic and really like not not a fair just like totally anti 
female in a bunch of different ways, which I actually think it's a little unfair. We, we talked about the shows earlier tonight and how like that movie did a fairly good job of just not totally objectifying Blake Lively. And I think for a movie about women in the models, like it actually wasn't bad in that regard specifically. Like the scene where they're like that, they have that first cast, they have that first casting call scene where it's like, it's, it's not like giving you like gratuitous shots of like the models and their, and their body parts and stuff like that. Like it's like very focused on Jesse's face when she's having to do that walk. And the same for the reaction of like the Abby Lee character. I was thinking about like, wow, I've seen other movies. Like one of the few things we, that we pointed out a negative in our, like our everybody wants some podcasts is like they had all these gratuitous shots of like them like that. And the last year I rewatched silver linings playbook and it's like all these ridiculously like creepy shots of just like Jennifer Lawrence's ass when they're dancing and like a movie just like about mental illness and like a dance competition has had more of that than this movie. So I didn't think one, I didn't necessarily think it was bad in that regard where, where when the movie's getting like a lot of shit for like not being okay towards women. Another thing I saw was that like, they, they think the movie is ultimately trying to make the point that like women are like worse to each other than like men are to women based on the area, the point it goes in. I didn't get that at all. And I, I didn't get that either. I thought like based on how we saw those, like the male, the males that were in a position of power, look at the woman throughout and how they were just like, so creepy and like so dismissive of women that weren't 19 years old. I think that got the message across pretty well without like, I mean, maybe, maybe it was a little like hammering it into your head. Like these dudes are creepy. They like 19 year olds. It was like, we get it. But I thought it was pretty clear that like a lot of their actions were only being driven, were being driven by the fact that like these, the men that control these industries were just so like how they looked down upon anyone that was like beyond 22 years old. Yeah, no. And I think it's, I don't know, for me, I usually separate something of, like, something of, like, a movie being misogynistic versus, like, something, I don't want to say needing to be misogynistic in context, but sort of just, like, that's just how it is or that's how a story was or whatever. Um, and I don't know, I really didn't feel that, I, I, I would say I'm probably a little over the top sometimes about that, maybe, defending women or whatever, not if you even can be. But I, I don't know. I didn't really feel that way from this movie. Yeah. And like, I mean, I, and like we've, I mean, that's just like been even more so than maybe what you've talked about, um, which like are valid criticisms that we've discussed is like, that's like one of the one things that seems like it's kind of jumped out when I was like reading over some of the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes and stuff. And it wasn't something I picked up. Like I didn't, I didn't necessarily find his message about women to be offensive in that way. I just didn't know if you made the movie in the right way. Yeah, no, I mean, part of it could also just be because we're not women. I don't know. I mean, that's just a completely different perspective that I don't have and don't have the privilege of having. Uh, one thing that I thought was interesting that I kind of read about was um, there was a scene with Keanu and the, like, photographer kid um, at the hotel, and he's like, you know, like, what are you getting from her, dude? Like, it's a don't give anything without getting something back and i read something interesting and and while i i can see that sort of construed as sort of like misogynistic kind of and taking advantage whatever i didn't necessarily view it in that context in the movie and something i sort of read was like it's sort of a a take on la more than more than women or men it's just like in la like it's such a cutthroat place that it's like you don't help people out unless they're going to help you back kind of thing and I don't know. I didn't really find it troublesome. Because we, we aren't, was, yeah, we aren't yeah. supposed to agree with Keanu there. And th- that guy, I mean, yeah, I don't know, that's I don't know if that's the best part. That guy is like a, he's not like he's not treating her poorly. He, like, it's a little weird because like I think he's in she's his sixteen. And she's sixteen. He's in his early twenties, and like the first time he finds that out, he tries to get away as fast as he can, and then he tries to fuck her after that. So, but he doesn't. Tr- 
Well, he tries to make out with her, and then oh, right, right, right. He does literally right after that. Right, you're right, you're right. I forgot, (laughs) I I forgot, I I forgot about that because they weren't like really hooking up or anything the rest of the movie. But uh, he treated her well enough. Like he wasn't like he wasn't like I helped you after you got hurt in this one way. Now you have to have sex with me. Like he wasn't doing that. Um, Oh yeah, yeah. So um. Yeah, the other, the only other thing I want to say is like I, I mentioned like I thought Elle Fanning is like really good like she has like a shit ton of movies coming out and like I actually, I'm actually like really excited about it uh, just to see what she's she's gonna be in the um, the new Ben Affleck movie uh, Live by Night that he wrote and directed and adapted from Dennis Lehane he's a guy that wrote on the Wire um, that movie got put that got, movie got pushed back pushed up from like fall of 2017 to, like January 2017 and some people think that's like a sign that it's really good and it might get like a December release for Oscar season like nice in this oscar season so like that happened like in the last two weeks and i don't know how like how big of a role she has in that but she's in that and she's in a movie called 20th century woman that just got picked up by a24 that has her yeah has her alia shockwatt and greta gerwig and annette benning and it says the story of three women who explore love and freedom in southern california (laughs) during the late 1970s and i'll watch the shit out of the movie and because i mean like i think it's got to be it's got to be something somewhat interesting if a24 was like cool they're not just going to pick up a period piece about women that's boring yeah and then she's in another movie called uh sydney hall uh do you know anything about this because you're gonna get really, get really excited when I tell you the cast, though. Uh, uh, I feel like I maybe I read something about it, but I don't. Three remember. stages in the life of Sidney Hall, who writes the book of his generation and then disappears without a trace. The title character being played by Logan Lerman, who's nope. also a produ- who's also a producer on the movie, movie just like he's producing uh, Indignation, which I'm really excited about later this year. Also has Kyle Chandler. You never watched Friday Night Lights. I know who Coach. Kyle Chandler is. And then has uh, Blake Jenner. Okay. Has Elle Fanning. Okay. And has Alex Karpovsky. Who's uh, Ray from Girls and Margaret Qualley? I'm so in. I don't really know. It has this. It's about a, an author that just disappears and after and then played by Logan Lerman and just like an amazing supporting cast. So I'm like, I'm like super jacked about that. And uh, then and then it, yeah. So it's like a um, she has like a lot of stuff coming out, which is weird because like before this movie, I had never seen her in anything besides playing the little version of Elf Fanning and or, or, or the little version of her sister and I am Sam in like Super 8. I remember thinking she was good in Super 8, but like she literally hadn't done like anything I'd seen since then because I never saw the Maleficent movies or anything like that. And, yeah. Um I think she's going to be like I think she's going to be a star and I'm excited to see what she does coming up and cuz there's a lot of cool movies she has coming out in just the next year and a half. Um do you want to go to the spoiler section yeah, now? Yeah, let's take a break for spoilers and we'll be back. All right, so we are back. We are talking spoilers for The Neon Demon, the new Nicholas Reffin movie. Um, where do you want to begin with this one, Josh? Oh, God. Um, did you, uh, I hope you had uh, um, already digested your popcorn by the end of, the, by the end of that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sky was actually a little more like gross. Did, did you want to borrow your hoodie? I I, Sky really hates necrophilia. So as soon as like the the scene in the um in the morgue came on, he. You know, I'll like, come out. I'll say it. I'm anti necrophilia too. I mean, I don't think that's the same today. He was just like I, because he, you know, like he he takes horror movies and gross stuff like way better than me. And he was like, oh, oh gross. And I was just like, I mean, yeah, this is gross, but like, okay. so like I thought that. It made sense. Like I like the idea of that character, the Jenna Malone character, because I like her as an actress. Okay, and I like the idea of that character, like being like a 
not good person because mm-hmm. just the idea like you're talking about uh, you mentioned it in the first half of the podcast like la and people being out for their own interests and not knowing yeah. not not knowing who you can trust so i i kind of like the idea of like her turning into something else but like that just be, it became like too ridiculous i was like what the fuck are we supposed to make of her like it, i i mean like it's one thing like if she's just someone that's like a little weird and I guess some light necrophilia and a lesbian and that creeps out <laughs> Jesse. necrophilia. <laughs> <laughs> but like it turns into like so much more and she's like weird and like doing like naked yoga and shit. And yeah, what the I, fuck? What, no, no, no. What was that scene? Me and Sky still haven't figured it out and I haven't read anything about it. Like, is this mean we're just not, like, not smart enough that like we don't understand the meaning behind it? Because I'm like, what the fuck is this? I don't Sky know. Sky was like, did she cut herself open? Like... I, said, I don't fucking know, dude. There's some thick ass blood on the ground. So like, she was like praying to a god. I don't. Fucking yeah, know I was, what's I was going about on. to say, it's like praying to someone. Like, I no idea what that was, and it's just like, okay, if you want to make those other two models like go off the deep end, like that's cool. But it's I like, go off the deep end in the. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Unintentional puns. Yeah, Woo. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a thing. Um, but like, I whatever. Like, even if like they're getting a little more extreme with like what happens to them, like okay, that's cool. At least we kind of understand why, but it's just like the Jenna Malone character like didn't get the sixteen year old girl to have sex with her, so then she's been become the weirdest person I've seen in a movie in the last three years. Like it, it doesn't, it didn't make sense. Like, yeah. like I, like, it, like I, like I said, I like the idea of maybe her turning into a shady, not good person, but then, it, and you don't need to telegraph her become being like a psychopath. Um, person that's into cannibalism but like it, it just uh, i don't know it's like it, it, if you just want to be like she suffers from mental illness that's fine i guess it, it, i don't know it, it just it just that felt more too out of left that, that felt more out of left field for me than the stuff with the models and it was just like yeah i don't know like if you want to make some people be crazy that's cool but like it's just now for the last 30 minutes in your movie i'm just watching all these characters that are just like too weird yeah um, and and then so the thing from that like when she tried to um have sex with her the thing that I picked up on was like, oh, is she just like saying she's special and she didn't know what it was and it's because she's a virgin and like that's what she's into and that's like special for cannibalism or some shit. I don't fucking know. I, I like, I don't know. It was just, it was just so weird, man. And like the thing <sighs> is like, I was like, when they had that scene at like the coffee shop and they were talking about Jesse, I was like, all right, they're going to kill her. And then the rest of the movie goes on. I was like, all right, they're not going to kill her. That was stupid. Why did you say that? And then they just show up with, like, knives, and they have this, like, elaborate, like, running scene. And then she has, like, one of the worst on-screen, like, deaths I've ever seen. And it was so weird. The, um, I don't know, the, I I I don't know what the... It's just so. I, I, it's been a, nine days since I've seen it, so I thought I would have like been able to articulate my thoughts on it better at this point. And it's just like I, it's not you, man. It's the movie. <laughs> it would have been. A, it would have been better if it was just like they killed her like in the heat of passion, because it's like well, it doesn't make any sense that you like need to go through this whole premeditated thing to kill her. Because like, wh- what's that going to do for you? Like, 
it's like to like turn it into this boogeyman thing at a at a mansion. Like, what, what what's that accomplish? Like, I guess it's the idea that they felt the need to they felt the need to eat her because they could then do whatever, and like that was they put a lot of thought into that. I guess, but it's just like. <laughs> And maybe that's why it had to be like a premeditated plan thing, but it seems like it would almost make more sense if like she had killed her like in that bathroom. Um, well, I, th- I think that the killing her premeditated thing was sort of like I think it's twofold: is that a they want to get rid of anyone that could like is better than them and that can take jobs from them, but it's like and one person also like, because it's not going to stop the fact people. that you're getting old. You're not going to all of a sudden get a lot more casting jobs because you killed one 19 year old when there's all these old dudes out there that aren't going to want to cast you because you're getting older. But I guess yeah. the idea is they had some other. They're a little fucked up in the head, and they thought like eating their young person would give them some of the whatever the it factor was that she had that they keep getting at throughout yeah. the movie. I guess I guess it's more that, but um, yeah. So the, yeah, one, I one thing I wanted too- to talk about was the um, <clears throat> excuse me, was the bathroom scene, right? Because she like tries to bite her hand and get the blood, whatever, and it's like okay, but then sort of my problem with it going forward is that Jesse has no like. That has no effect on her or her character, and she never talks or thinks about it. She just leaves the bathroom and moves on with her life, and it's like... Well, it does seem like to a certain extent she decides to be a little more assertive after that point. Yeah, but, um, what, I'm saying, but what I'm saying is relative to like, oh, this person tried to eat my blood. Like, I don't know. Maybe yeah. she just thinks bitches be crazy. <laughs> and like, I'm, I mean, I'm getting, maybe, I'm getting, I'm, uh, I'm getting, I'm getting into this line of work, and like, people aren't going to be normal. I mean, it seemed like his, it seemed like she was becoming a little like you, the the scene, the first scene with the 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 fucking creepy photographer that puts makes her take her clothes off. The and dude from Dexter. <laughs> oh, I never watched Dexter. Oh yeah. Um, but like with that, with that dude, like that didn't really have that much of an effect on her after she like it kind of accepted it. she's like this is weird she's like all right i gotta just go with it and like that probably should have like the general one character is like that she, like that's not good what whatever just happened in there and yeah. she like totally goes with the flow i think she's like kind of realizing that's part of what i liked is that she's becoming a little more confident and just kind of rolling with the punches because she realizes like that's what it's going to take to make it in this world in la um and then I guess I guess the idea is the I guess the goal is to get to New York. They kind of talk about that at the beginning a little mm-hmm. bit, is like which is interesting. Is like why didn't these other models get to New York? They're like ten years older than her. Yeah. But um, I guess that's the that's more the place to be for models. Uh, but I mean, I, I like the idea of her having to overcome weird shit like that, whether it be the, from the other models or from the photographers, and figuring out how to make it in the world. But um, and then maybe just running into other forces that were a little uh too much to handle like she ultimately does i just we didn't quite get the story in the way i had hoped and i want to go back to what you said earlier about like us like having expectations for trailers um because i did i guess we did think it was gonna be that kind of movie for trailer and maybe we just didn't know what to expect with the with a movie from this guy and like we if if we were more familiar with his work we would have been ready for it to get as weird as it did I, I don't know. I think it probably wouldn't have thrown me off if I had seen some of the other stuff because I think some of his other stuff's a little more weird than Drive. Yeah. Um, from what I from what I can gather, but um, I still like, and I I feel like I've done that some this year with movies. Is that like not even like assuming it's going to be good or not good because I watched a trailer, which I mean like I've let trailers get me excited, but it was like I was thinking about something like Hail Caesar. Like I was like really yeah. excited about that movie after I saw the trailer. And it was wasn't it wasn't that I didn't like the movie. Like you can see a trailer in the movie, like you just don't like it as much as. Uh, you would expect it, but it was just when it turns into like to be like a different thing than you expect. Like I expected that to be a heist movie involving all those actors doing funny, fun stuff, and it was just like a bunch of little short stories. And I think like so part of it, I guess, might be on me for coming in assuming what the plot would be, as opposed not even just assuming it would be good, but like assuming what the plot would be. But here it was just that I like 
I, th- I, 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 I came out of it thinking like, yeah, I guess I shouldn't have assumed that, but like, I still think I would have enjoyed the movie better regardless of how the movie turned out. Like, I think it just would have made more sense to me as a movie if it had been that, even though it might be unfair of me to place that to like decide what the plot is before I see it. If that makes sense. Yeah, no. And, and I think, I think it's just an objective thing, man. I think that this movie was just objectively just kind of disjointed and, and you made the house metaphor earlier with the ground and the foundation and in a different house. And <laughs> it just, it, it just had problems, man, that were just deeper than the trailer and our expectations. And <clears throat> I'll be the first to admit, like if, if whatever, but this movie was, was, it wasn't your fault or my fault. It was, I think <laughs> it was Reffin's fault in this case. And, uh, the thing you were talking about before that with the, when, with the photographer guy, when she has, when she's alone with him is, one of my problems with the movie is that it was just like eerie for the sake of being eerie. And it had all these like, uh, like pardon being like PC, but like rape vibes and shit throughout the whole movie. And like, and like none of that comes to fruition, which is like, okay, good. I don't want to watch another like young, attractive woman have to like be raped on screen, but like set events in motion, but like, what's the, but what's the point? It's just there to be there. And no, I mean like that didn't bother me though. Like I thought that scene was good. Okay. I mean like I get it. Like it's not good for like, that's a problem in pop culture. Is it like just the assault of young women being a catalyst to put in a series of events in motion to be the entire plot of something. But like, if you're talking, making a movie about this industry, which like I said, I would have liked to have been more specifically about this industry. Like shit like that probably happens all the time. And to see it, I mean, depicted in a way that was, it could have been a lot less tasteful. It was eerie for sure. But like, I'm, I feel like that's probably what it is like if there's a creepy photographer doing something like that. And I like the that, that that scene was shot pretty interestingly. Like with no, the, it was, it with, was. With like the I, that, that's the other thing is like, like even the parts of this movie I didn't like they were shot really well. Um, yeah, but like that, some of the, it, some of those scenes at the pool at the end like they, those were pretty cool shots. Even if I didn't really like what the movie was at that point in its story, like the movie looked really good. I didn't really talk enough about that earlier, but like I think like that scene with her in the white background at the beginning of that scene with the photographer, like. I mean, it, it, I, I, the shots are like really interesting to look at, and also I, I just thought for me, like that's something that like I'm sure 16 year old girls have to go through like that that stuff like that all the time. And I thought it was probably a, I, I have no idea if it was an accurate depiction, but I thought it was like still interesting to see that story on screen. I just wish it had stuck with that story for a long. Time. Yeah, and the, the other thing was the scene at the hotel. There were two things: the scene at the hotel with when she like locks the door, and then the dude like murders or rapes the girl next door to her. What the fuck was that? Was that Keanu? Was that just random LA I th- I thought, person? Oh, I thought it was supposed to be. I, I, I mean, I, I don't. But like, why? Like, why? I don't know. I mean, is that just more them reminding us, like, hey, this is a sixteen-year-old girl out here on her own? And I don't like, know what it's what they're trying to do. This maybe. Way. I mean, I guess she. I mean, I don't know. Like, I. Yeah, it, it seemed like they were trying. Like, I don't know. Like, it, like I, I keep coming back to it, but it's it's fine for me to. Uh, it was fine if you want to make it make her look make her scared and like reinforce the fact that like she's probably in way over her head doing this. But it seemed like they were trying to convey something else there at the same time. That but maybe she I wasn't, wasn't scared because she was like the co- most confident she's ever been right at the end before she dies. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And then and then you had the like weird ass scene where he's like putting a knife down her throat in her dream and shit. <laughs> Yeah, I, stuff like that, and then like the and the fucking leopard or whatever, the tiger, like I don't mountain know, lion. Man. Yeah, it's just like 
I don't know. I just felt disjointed to me. And then, the, used that the, word a couple the times. scene, the, yeah, the scene, the scene in the, the 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 fashion show scene where it was like, I guess was about her becoming more confident, but it was just very like arty, art, art, artfully shot with the. Yeah. I don't know if like I needed that either. Like I guess it's I guess like we said. I mean, I gathered it was about her, and she's obviously a more confident person after that fashion show. But it just felt like it went on forever, and I don't yeah. know if I, I. I think we needed a little more substance on the actual fashion side. Maybe a couple and, more characters and, or something. I'm sorry. We might just be sound dumb, like listing things we didn't get, or maybe it's there. Like no, you said, maybe it's their fault. What's the deal with the smart. fucking? The, what about the triangles? What did yeah, you think? I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't know, dude. Maybe it was a representation of the three fucking necrophiliacs, cannibals that were gonna eat her in the future. Um, <laughs> I mean, at first it was just like okay, internal struggle, internal struggle versus like having to be confident and and strong on the outside and and being a successful model and stuff and. I don't know, dude. It just seemed super unnecessary. And, like, yeah, visually it was cool. It was great. But at the same time, like, that can only take it so far. And and I'm not going to defend the dude for, for just this, like, lack, lack of substance. And it just seemed, like, so lifeless to me sometimes. And a lot of it was just scenes without words or moments without any dialogue. It's just music or pictures or flickering of lights. And it's, like, it can only go so far for me in, in this movie. I don't know. Yeah, like some of that stuff bothered me too. I just like I, I really in, like enjoyed it every time. Whenever whenever Elle Fanning was on screen, like I was I was pretty engaged. But there were there was just a lot of like it felt like unnecessary um, sequences of nothingness and that stuff I didn't like. But I I really thought that if it had just been much more uh, Jesse centric throughout, then like I would have liked it. And I feel like I've I'm repeating myself at this point. So I think we've said about all we can on this yeah. one. Yeah, I would say the one the one scene that I was a little bit redeeming in the second half was the scene at the bar where she brings Dean to and the like new photographer guys there after the fashion show. Oh yeah, that was good. sort of like a juxtaposition of like Dean, this is what you could become if you want to be in the fashion world. And he's also, like, "Fuck this!" Yeah, and then like her versus um, versus Bella, and um, so I don't know. I mean, that was interesting, and I thought that was an interesting scene, and sort of go went with the theme of like. Um, perpetuating the like feud between the models and all that and why they would hate each other and artificial versus natural beauty, blah, 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 young versus old, etc. But again, it to me, it just didn't end up fitting anywhere within the like message or novelty of the movie. So I don't know. That's, I, think that's I, would, I, I, I would tell know. people that like um, maybe go see this if what you did, well, if you liked what I said about the first half of the movie enough that you could get over the weird shit in the second half, but it did so shitty at the box office that it's literally like almost yeah, out of theater. It's already. not going to so be at your theater by next time anyone, week, so. like, they, we're, we're pretty much just talking about this so to get a break from studying at this point because like, yeah. by the time we put this up, like it's really not. It's going to be in like a theater in Los Angeles and a theater in New York and probably nowhere else. So yeah. if it sounds like something you might like despite all the weirdness we've described, then like you'll probably be able to download it on like Amazon in like two months. Yeah, Redbox <laughs> or something, but... I don't know. I don't think I would recommend it. I was pretty disappointed at the end, and um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. We're kind of movie critics now, and so I, I just it, this movie didn't do it for me, and and I can't change that. So um, you can find me on Twitter at a clambake a k l a m b a k e, and I'm at Josh Renovoy j o s h j u r n o v o i. Podcast email is fifty two i n fifty two at 
gmail.com. Sorry, that's incorrect. 52in52pod at gmail.com. 52in52pod at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts, recommendations, anything, movies, awards, etc. We'd love to converse with you and sort of just be more social about about everything. And um, so, again, we appreciate your support. Um, any comments you have, throw them our way. We'd love to discuss with you. And thank you for listening. We'll catch you guys next time.